0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to turn the page to the book of Hosea. Hosea is the first of the minor prophets, so we've just been done looking at the four major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel and Daniel. Obviously, Lamentations is squeezed in there between Jeremiah and Ezekiel, and it's tied to Jeremiah. But the difference between the major prophets and the minor prophets is probably twofold. One is the major prophets are much longer, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel are much longer than the other minor prophets, although the book of Hosea and the book of Zechariah are almost as long as Daniel, so that's not an absolute distinction. Uh, another difference is that the minor prophets seem to be more narrowly focused. And uh, so Hosea is the first of the minor prophets. Now, as we've mentioned before in the Bible overview, just because we're moving forward in our Old Testament, turning pages to the left, to the left, to the left, does not mean that we're moving forward consistently always on the timeline. So the book of Hosea. I'm going to read the first three verses here, and then we'll talk a little bit about that just to get started. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Biri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. So time out right there. That's just verse one, and there's a ton there. First of all, his name's Hosea, and the name Hosea comes from the same Hebrew verb where we get the Term Joshua and Jesus. It's a verb that says Yasha and it means to save or deliver. So that's notable. And then the other thing that we get out of verse 1 is a, a time frame. So this is, he's a prophet for about 35 years between 755 and the 680s BC. And So we're going backwards in the timeline now. Again, we've been moving forwards in Daniel. In fact, some of the things Daniel was prophesying about happened in the 2nd century BC in the 100s with, I believe, Alexander the Great and some of the other uh, kingdoms that came out of the the Greek empire after Alexander died. Now we're going way back into the 8th century BC. And at this time, you remember that, again, this is in verse 1, that the kingdom of Israel had recently split into two kingdoms, the northern and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom, the capital is Samaria. The southern kingdom, the capital is Jerusalem. The northern kingdom is called Israel. The southern kingdom is called Judah. I got to admit to you that I'm a little bit embarrassed. I'm 45 years old, and I've been walking with the Lord for as long as I can remember. And I'm just starting to, and thankfully, I've preparing for this podcast has really forced me to dig in and understand this to a greater degree than I ever have. And I'm starting to understand that really the Old Testament, for all the reports about how scary or difficult or hard to understand or complex or heavy it is, yeah, I suppose it could be those things in a few different, you know, ways, but it really is pretty simple. And so, Yeah, you got to keep track of the timeline. You got to understand that, okay, now when we turn to Hosea, we're going backwards in the timeline to the 8th century, even though we were just in the 3rd and 4th and 5th and 2nd centuries talking about those timelines in Daniel. But once you understand that, everything makes sense. And so we're back to kind of the conflict between the Northern and Southern Kingdom, because that division is still relatively fresh. Another reality is that the Assyrian empire, they're the big man on campus right now. So it was the Babylonians later on after the Assyrians, and it was the the Persians or the Medo-Persians. And so now, because we're backing up in time, Assyria, not Syria, Assyria is the major superpower. Let me finish with verses two and three. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea... The Lord said to Hosea, Now hang on and get ready for this, guys. Go take yourself a wife of that's whoredom. That's W H O R E D O M, just like you thought. And have children of whoredom, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. Can I get whoredom three times in one verse? Well, there it is. <laughs> so he sent and took Gomer. Hosea sent and took Gomer. That's the name of his wife, the daughter of Dibliam. And she conceived and bore him a son. We're going to pick up after that tomorrow and go further into the story of Hosea's family and how it's an illustration for Israel's relationship with God. But you can probably, based on what we've talked about, this should all sound very familiar because it's kind of like, man, we've covered some of this before. It seems like, and and in a sense, we have because other prophets have written with that kind of language describing Israel as being... Uh, whoring around, being unfaithful to God, and Hosea is going to go back into that major theme of Israel worshiping Baal and and falling into Baalism and uh, being unfaithful to the covenant. And so, these are all aspects of the book of Hosea that are going to be new and fresh because it's a different prophet and he's got a different message that's a little bit, you know, nuanced from what we've heard before, but in general. And this is the part where I say it's. this is pretty simple to understand in a sense. In, in general, he is writing to the general reality that the people of Israel are unfaithful and are turning from God and that God's upset with them. I want to read this summary of the theme of Hosea from my ESV study Bible. Hosea depicts Israel's unfaithfulness... With a number of images from family and nature, Israel is like a promiscuous wife, an indifferent mother, an illegitimate child, an ungrateful son, a stubborn heifer, better throw one of those in, stubborn heifer, (laughs) a silly dove, a luxuriant vine, and grapes in the wilderness. Yet, this is going to be key, guys, yet Israel's unfaithfulness and obstinacy, obstinacy, being obstinate are not enough to exhaust God's redeeming love that outstrips the human capacity to comprehend. And friends, that's the very best news for us. Even back here in the Old Testament, we see the gospel, and that is that even though we're sinners, even though we're dead in our sin, Christ died for us. He paid the penalty that we deserve to pay. He lived the perfect life that we can't live. He rose again on the third day, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil. And there's this great cosmic transaction that takes place that when I put my faith and trust in Christ, I can have his righteousness. I can have the penalty that I owe God for my sin, Mark paid because of his death. And I can have the power of the Holy Spirit alive in me to not just reconcile me to God, but to make me more and more like Christ each day, allowing me to live a more fulfilled life as I'm sanctified by the Spirit in the name of Christ. Come back for more of Hosea tomorrow. Thanks for joining us.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry.